America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal. R-O-Y-A-L, just like it sounds, Royal Blue. And you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And hopefully you have questions, because if you don't have questions, well, you're not getting any answers. And you're not learning anything. So be sure and contact us if you have a question. You can always email me at droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, royal, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Or you can call us here where I work at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. THBC Clinic, 702-562-1454. That's 702 702- 562-1454. This clinic is one of the sponsors of our radio program. The Turtle Healing Man Clinic is essentially affiliated with the Crow Tribe of Indians. And we thank them for their support. The Crow Tribe of Indians also is a supporter of the First Nation Medical Board, another sponsor of our program. First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners of traditional medicine throughout the United States. We also refer to it as indigenous medicine, but includes all things alternative, such as holistic medicine, complementary medicine, and so forth. Just yesterday, we licensed a practitioner in Louisiana who is semi-retiring but continuing to treat cancer patients naturally. And when you're doing that, you need protection. Why? Well, because When you have state medical boards, they regulate conventional medical practice or the prescription of drugs, to be quite frank. If you are doing something that is alternative, then you either need a license from an entity that regulates that type of practice or dual licensure, which you may know, for physicians anyway, is only available in two states in this country. That means 48 states where physicians like myself are practicing traditional or unconventional medicine are at risk of losing their license should they desire to do something other than prescribe drugs. Now, there are many ways by which a physician or a health practitioner can protect themselves, but the best way is to get licensed with an organization that regulates your type of practice, and that's the First Nation Medical Board that helps us resolve this issue for those practitioners who need it and their patients who are seeking such services. In fact, today in my clinic, we had several patients in the office who were having their blood drawn so that we can obtain some test results from specialty labs. Did you know that you can't get everything you need from the local lab? Well, most doctors don't seem to know that. Hospitals either. If you go to your conventional doctor, he will do the typical blood work, your CBC, your chemistry, and your blood fats, but he will miss so much more. If you go to the hospital, the hospital will only use its lab. It's not going to be sending things out to a specialty lab. When I say specialty lab, I'm talking about those types of tests that we can get to help us better diagnose whether a patient has allergies. We use a lab that evaluates the lymphocytic reaction assay. This is beyond looking at IgG or immediate reactions or even IgG delayed reactions, but it's very accurate. It was developed by a friend of mine when he was at NIH and he patented it. He has a company that manufactures natural or non-allergenic products, some of which we use, but he has an excellent 
Allergy Laboratory, where we can check to see if patients have sensitivities not only to foods, but to additives such as flavorings, colorings, even chemicals, pesticides, and so forth. It's the only lab I know that provides that service. We also use labs to check to see if patients have excess levels of environmental toxins such as lead, cadmium, radiation, etc. Labs that look at your nutritional levels at, at the cellular level. In other words, do you have any nutritional deficiencies? Well, there's one lab that is the only lab we trust that checks for those at the cellular level, that's SpectraCell in Houston. And unfortunately, it takes a little longer to get those results because they have to grow those white cells in media before we can find out if you have deficiencies. That can take approximately three weeks to get the final results. Well, we also use labs to check for parasites because the local labs, well, they're not equipped to do the fine investigation that needs to be done. And that can be a tricky one. Today, however, we were checking to see if patients have elevated levels of nagalase, the enzyme that viruses and cancers produce to paralyze your immune system so that it cannot attack the foreign invader and eliminate it, whether it's a virus or a cancer. We were also checking for cancer antibodies. We need to know if the patients are responding to treatment. One patient had a suspicious lesion following a CT scan of her abdomen. The suspicious lesion was in the sigmoid area. Her CEA, which is a carcinoid embryonic antigen we can get from the local lab, was slightly elevated, but she also has a past history of smoking, so we're really not sure how significant that is. Therefore, we are following up with additional testing, checking her nagalase and her cancer antibody level. This is a test we get through a company in Boston called Uncle Lab. They've been in business for 40 years, and we actually have seen some excellent results using them and monitoring our cancer patients that have been undergoing treatment with light, sound, and frequency. We call that the photon protocol. We like that protocol because not only is it a treatment for cancer, not only is it completely safe and natural, but it can be used at home to treat you, your family, your friends, your dog, whoever needs it for the rest of your life. A very good purchase for those of you who need it. And I've also seen it enhance athletic performance and endurance. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Trade. When we come back from the break, we're going to review our list of obituaries, people who died too young last week from diseases they shouldn't have had. Stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Business owners and entrepreneurs know that good information is priceless. Just one great idea can make all the difference. Hi, this is Joe Morabito, host of CEO Business Mind. Each week in one fast-paced hour, we share lots of proven tips and ideas to help you be more successful in business. Don't miss a minute of CEO Business Mind with me, Joe Morabito, right here on 1180 AM KCKQ. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Ponderosa Meats, the anchor of Midtown since 1954. USDA choice, USDA prime cut. Ponderosa grass-fed beef. Call 775-322-4063. Ponderosa Meats, tradition, quality, and prime service. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Leslie Moon. Join Shonda Golden and I every Wednesday at 3 p.m. for American Women, where we'll talk about issues affecting all of us with select guests. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. And as promised during this next segment, we are going to be reviewing obituaries of people who died too young last week from diseases they shouldn't have had locally and internationally. Remember, if you have a question, feel free to email me anytime at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com or you can call me here at the clinic, 702-562-1454. This morning in my office, I had a couple of patients who told me about their family members who died just this last week too young from diseases they shouldn't have had, one of which was 41 years of age, a young man. Couldn't figure out what's wrong with them here in Las Vegas, so they shipped him up to the University of Utah, where they did some testing, and they discovered that he had an active Epstein-Barr virus. Epstein-Barr virus is something you're exposed to when you're younger. Sometimes you get mononucleosis, but later in life, it becomes Epstein-Barr virus as an adult, and it's probably 50-50 in adults who have been exposed as to whether it's active or not. In other words, half the adults walking around have an active Epstein-Barr virus and don't even know it. Most cases, sometimes they have symptoms such as chronic fatigue, but we know it's a cancer-causing virus. It's something to take seriously, and I'm going to be focusing my attention on that in the near future to be more consistent in putting it in remission. We've helped patients to lower the Epstein-Barr virus levels. We helped to put it in remission in some, but we would like to be as consistent doing that as we are in lowering Nagalase, a study we did last year and I reported on to the Nevada Homeopathic Integrated Medical Association about a week ago, and we would like to be more consistent in lowering Epstein-Barr as we are with the cancer antibody, the AMAS test, which I'll be reporting on in February to another group in northern Nevada as to how we were able to do that using our photon protocol. The fact that they diagnosed this young man as having Epstein-Barr was a little curious, since it's not something most doctors even think about, much less test for, but that was all that they could find, and they were too late. He died anyway at 41 years of age. Another one was the sister of a patient of mine, 47 years of age. She had a type of leukemia. I believe it was acute lymphocytic leukemia, and of course, she suffered, and her death was actually welcome after the abusive chemotherapy that she had endured. Well, let's get going here. The local deaths that we're reporting are coming from Las Vegas and Reno in Nevada. First, you have a 49-year-old woman who worked in the environmental management industry. She passed away. A 49-year-old man, a law enforcement officer, a deputy, passed away unexpectedly. Now, remember, when we use that term, we're speaking of sudden death. Sudden death syndrome or heart attack. 59-year-old man passed away after he lost his 12-year battle against esophageal cancer. 12 years. 59 years of age. 61-year-old woman passed away. 62-year-old man, a mechanic, passed away after a long battle with heart disease. 64-year-old man, an operating engineer, passed away peacefully. Now, remember, the average life expectancy in the U.S., 
for a man is 76.4 years of age. For a woman, 81.2 years of age. So we're looking at approximately 78.5 years of age as the average life expectancy for a citizen in the United States. That's why we're reviewing these obituaries. We have a 64-year-old man, an operating engineer. Well, we talked about him. He passed away peacefully. But another 64-year-old man, a civil engineer and pavement management specialist, passed away from multiple myeloma. That is a cancer of the bone marrow. 67-year-old man, a chiropractor, passed away peacefully. 67-year-old woman, a horse trainer, passed away after fighting a courageous battle against cancer. Notice here, everyone fights a courageous battle, but they always lose against cancer. 68-year-old man. Passed away. 69-year-old man, a workers' compensation supervisor, died following his 29-year battle with diabetes. 70-year-old man, a nurse practitioner, passed away. 72-year-old woman, an elementary school teacher, passed away after she violently fought a rare form of cancer. 72-year-old woman, a grade school teacher, passed away from the devastating effects of ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or Lou Gehrig's disease. 74-year-old woman, a business professional school teacher, passed away. 76-year-old man, a wholesale businessman, passed away. 79-year-old man, a set designer for Harris Entertainment Department, passed away unexpectedly. And finally, 79-year-old woman who worked for the Washoe County School District passed away after a four-year battle with multiple myeloma cancer. Now we're going to shift our focus to international celebrity notables who died last week, too young, from diseases they shouldn't have had. Don't let this happen to you. First, we have Wu Hai-mi, South Korean singer, was found dead in her home at 31 years of age, cause unknown. Javon Sneed, American professional football quarterback, died at 32 years of age overnight, also cause unknown. Jessica James, American Hall of Fame pornographic actress, died at 40 years of age from seizures for which she also took meds, by the way. Jared Rome, American Olympic discus thrower in 2004 and 2012, died at 42 years of age after going to bed simply not feeling well. He was 42. Fernando Rickson, Dutch soccer player for their national team, died at 43 years of age from a motor neuron disease, probably ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. He was 43. Mohammed Fareed Rafiq, Malaysian politician, died at 43 years of age from a heart attack. Carl Ruiz, American chef and television personality, died at 44 years of age from a heart attack. Chuck Dauphin, American sports radio broadcaster, country music journalist, died at 45 years of age from diabetes. Courtney Cox Cole, American basketball player, or former player for the Indiana Hoosiers, died at 48 years of age from lung cancer. Remember, you don't have to be a smoker to die from lung cancer. There are other causes, including exposure to radon, which is generated by uranium, a radioactive element in the soil, particularly in the Southwest. Aaron Eisenberg, American actor for Star Trek, died at 50 years of age, following two kidney transplants. Michael Mendel, American television producer, died at 54 years of age from so-called natural causes. Davo Karnikar, Slovenian alpine skier, died at 56 years of age after being hit from a falling tree while cutting down trees on his property. Of course, that was an accident. Tony Mills, English rock singer, died at 57 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Sakahoko Naboshigi. Japanese sumo wrestler and coach died at 58 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Unfortunately, that one is very painful. And usually people are dead within nine months from the time of diagnosis. Similar for melanoma, by the way. Marius Rivas, Venezuelan Latin jazz singer, composer, and painter, died at 59 years of age from cancer. Sathar, Indian actor, died at 67 years of age from liver disease. Shyam Ramsey, Indian film director, screenwriter, died at 67 years of age from pneumonia. Naramali Silva, 
Prasad, Indian actor and politician, died at 68 years of age from renal failure or kidney disease. Sandy Jones, an Irish singer, died at 68 years of age after battling a long illness while she was living in the United States. Naramali, oh, we mentioned him. Paul Ingracia, American journalist, managing editor of Reuters, a Pulitzer Prize winner in 1993, died at 69 years of age from cancer. Tato Sansbury, Australian social justice advocate, died at 70 years of age from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, Hodgkin's lymphoma is the one disease that can be treated with chemotherapy. Why? Well, very interestingly enough, the chemotherapy agent used for Hodgkin's disease attacks the B cells. The B cells are where viruses hide, such as Epstein-Barr virus. Kill the B cells, kill the virus, ostensibly. But it doesn't work for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Carlos Cisneros, American politician, member of the New Mexico State Senate, died at 71 years of age from a heart attack. Cokie Roberts, American journalist with ABC News and NPR, died at 75 years of age from complications due to breast cancer. Now we have some honorable mentions. We have Anthony Bucco, American politician, New Jersey Assemblyman and Senator, died at 81 years of age from a heart attack. I say honorable mention because, well, they did exceed their life expectancy of 78.5 years of age. And finally, Zinni El Abedin Ben Ali. Zinni El Abedin Ben Ali, a Tunisian military officer, prime minister, and president, died at 83 years of age from prostate cancer. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. We just reviewed the obituaries of people who died last week, locally and internationally, too young from diseases that they shouldn't have had. Now, when we come back from our next break, we're going to talk about some current of events. Things you need to know about, things that have been recently published in the media that you may not, might not know about or have read. During the last segment of our show today, we're going to be covering some issues regarding vitamin C. You take vitamin C? I took vitamin C when I was a child. It came in a powder, and you may know that Linus Pauling, Nobel Prize winner, was famous for his involvement with the discovery of vitamin C, he was taking approximately 10,000 milligrams a day. 10,000 milligrams a day. How many are you taking? Any at all? Well, it's a vitamin because it's essential. We're going to be talking about that in the next half of the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're just did the Royal Treatment. We're going to get back after the break. Stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Hi everybody, this is Sharon Oren and I'm here for Coffee with Sharon, the newest, hottest radio show at Northern Nevada. So why don't you join me on Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on my new weekly show when we're going to have everybody that is somebody and everybody that you didn't know was somebody joining me over here for Coffee with Sharon, talking about Northern Nevada, our local politics, and what's happening in our little state. So tune in Thursday. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. I'll be here. Will you? Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. 
The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, my friends, and thank you for sticking with us. We've just finished the first half of our show, and now we're going to start the second half of the show, and it gets more interesting because we start to review current events, things you should know about that are happening in the news. First and foremost, you need to know about Zantac, an over-the-counter prescription item that was pulled from the market, or it should have been pulled from the market. Let's talk about it. The same manufacturer, Novartis, that had a scandal last summer with the cancer-causing agent being found in its blood pressure medicine, Losartan, but they also make Valsartan and Ibersartan. There are a number of manufacturers involved because it included the generic productions of those blood pressure medicines. They were all found to have high levels of a cancer-causing agent that came from a raw material out of China, 8,800 times the level that was acceptable. It wasn't reported by the company. It wasn't reported by your Food and Drug Administration. It was found by an independent online pharmacy, Valisher, that checks the medicines that it sells to American citizens. And it does that by using mass spectrometry. That is a way of determining what the chemicals are in the drugs that they are making commercially available from these manufacturers. That's how it was found independently through serendipity. It was reported that the drugs were contaminated. Now, allegedly, they were pulled up in the market, but not after affecting millions of Americans because, well, at one time, it was the ninth most prescribed drug in the country. I'm talking about the blood pressure medicine, Losartan. Over 49 million prescriptions issued during a one-year period of time. So, jury's still out as to how many people were infected, so to speak, or I should say contaminated, and how serious that contamination uh, will prove to be, depending on how much the medicine they've taken over a period of time. But let's get back to Zantec. Zantec, as you may know, is an H2 blocker. It's prescribed to people, I should say, now it's over the counter, so people can purchase it all on their own without a prescription if they have stomach upset or, let's say, an ulcer. What's interesting about these types of medicine, these H2 blockers, they're only meant to be taken for a short period of time, a month, two months, maybe three months max, but some people are on there for years, and then they wonder why they have other health problems because all drugs have side effects. They might do one thing or be approved for one thing. The typical price tag for that indication is $2.5 billion. So they get approved for one thing, but 99 things can go wrong. Is that what you want to be taking for your stomach upset? There are other things you can be taking. You can take base powder, base tablets, base capsules. We have all of those in my clinic. They're pharmaceutical grade. They're combined with minerals, calcium, magnesium, potassium. So it's not just sodium bicarbonate. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend baking soda, 
made by a commercial manufacturer that is not pharmaceutical and has been known to be contaminated with aluminum, we recommend a pharmaceutical grade from people that we trust, bicarbonate with the minerals, calcium, magnesium, potassium. They work fantastic. You have to understand the principle behind which it works. Let's assume that your stomach is hurting. You have indigestion. When you take a, an alkalizing agent, let's say bicarbonate, usually this is done about 30 minutes after a meal because that's about how long it should take before the food in your stomach begins to empty into your small intestine. For whatever reason, you're having stomach discomfort. After 30 minutes, you take the bicarbonate. What happens? It causes the valves to close in your stomach. It essentially requires the stomach to recycle for another 30 minutes, giving food additional time to be digested in the stomach before it passes into the small intestine. What's in the stomach? Hydrochloric acid. It breaks down meats and proteins. Then it passes into your small intestine, which produce pancreatic enzymes for further digestion of the proteins, but now also the sugars. Once it's passed through the upper small intestine, it goes into the lower small intestine, into the colon, where you need acidophilus. Acidophilus is important in the digestive process as well, but a little later on. So let's see what they had to say about Zantac. They were told that the distribution was to be uh, stopped, and this includes all the capsules in the United States. This is according to a statement from the uh, company spokesperson with Novartis. Our internal investigation is ongoing to determine further details. In case of concerns, adequate additional measures will be implemented in alignment with relevant health authorities as required. Sounds like perfect bureaucratic statement, if I ever heard one. Zantac is sold in both prescription and over-the-counter forms, primarily to relieve gastroesophageal reflux, reflux, and for gastric and intestinal ulcer prevention. The FDA, in this case, didn't indicate which particular products were affected since they are not being recalled at this time. The generic drug is available from companies besides Novartis and Sandoz, which is a subdivision of that company. Although no recall was ordered, the FDA said last week the patients using the over-the-counter Zantac could consider using other medicines for their condition. How about that? There are multiple drugs in the market that are approved for the same or similar uses such as Zantac. How about natural bicarbonate for your stomach ailments? But again, the contamination issue that affected Zantac, over-the-counter Zantac, was... I didn't say the name of it. It's a human carcinogen. Small amounts of N-nitrosodimethylamine, NDMA. N-nitrosodimethylamine was found in over-the-counter Zantac. Stop taking it. Interestingly, another carcinogen was found in those of you who may be using e-cigarettes. Maybe you're trying to give up smoking, or maybe you're just trying to do something different. But high levels of a mint oil constituent banned in the U.S. as a food additive were found in sample electronic cigarette and smokeless tobacco products. Concentration of pulagone in the tested e-cigarette samples were 100 to 1,000 times the concentrations considered to be safe for ingested food products. The FDA banned synthetic pulagone or pulagone as a food additive last October. Now we're talking October 2018 after consumer groups petitioned for the move. The chemical has been linked to cancer in animal studies. Concerns about the carcinogenic potential of both naturally occurring and synthetic pulagone led to the voluntary removal or reduction of the chemical from most conventional cigarettes in the late 1970s and 1980s. It should be noted that electronic cigarettes continue to be largely unregulated. Manufacturers are free to use Pulagone in their mint and menthol products. Last week, President Donald Trump announced that the FDA will accelerate plans to remove all flavored e-cigarettes from the market, including mint and menthol products, pending pre-market approval. The move came amidst reports of hundreds of cases of serious respiratory illnesses and six deaths believed to be related to the vaping. Probably more deaths, but those are the ones that were reported. There's some other interesting items I wanted to bring to your attention. This one actually involved sleep 
behavior. Lack of sleep can change your DNA. Did you know that? Experts are warning that lack of sleep changes your DNA behavior, which can lead to weight gain and high blood pressure. Study finds that only 17% of participants were getting the recommended amount of sleep they needed. This study was conducted in Britain. Sleep is incredibly important to health and well-being. I'm sure you know that. But this doesn't stop millions of people from neglecting to get enough sleep every single day. There is no shortage of research showing that how lack of sleep can affect mental health. But most don't realize it also increases the risk for heart disease, weight gain, and it can change the way your DNA behaves. A recent study involving 2,000 adults found that only 17% of the participants were getting the recommended eight hours of sleep each night, and 44% were getting about six hours of sleep at maximum per night. Some people may expect to be a bit tired after a single sleepless night, but the impacts of an inadequate sleep schedule on the body can have surprising effects. Consistent lack of sleep could actually be dangerous to your health. Those people who sleep under six hours have a higher risk of coronary heart disease. Perhaps that explains why some of the people we mentioned earlier in the program are dying unexpectedly from sudden death syndrome or heart attack. Their blood pressure is higher and their cholesterol is worse in people who get less than six hours of sleep. Our lack of sleep as a nation has been compared to the canary in a coal mine in the poor sleep is linked to so many other serious health issues. Could your health issues be corrected simply by getting more sleep or I should say perhaps deeper REM sleep? Those who consistently don't get enough sleep are 60% increased risk for some of the things you mentioned, such as heart attack and high blood pressure, but also stroke. The body's believed to produce more inflammatory cytokines after a poor night's sleep. And these proteins, inflammatory proteins, have a detrimental effect on the immune system. In fact, some people believe that inflammation is a cancer-causing accelerant. But poor sleep habits can go beyond these concerns to even change your DNA. Every cell in our body contains the same DNA or genetic code. And people used to think that your genes were who you are and nothing could affect it. But our DNA and how our body knows what to do with it is, in fact, susceptible to changes from outside factors. What we eat, what we smoke, how stressed we are, and how we sleep. Something to think about. Exercising regularly on a daily basis can actually improve your sleep patterns. According to the study, 85% of participants experienced improvement in their sleep patterns after starting a regular exercise routine. Also something to think about. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about vitamin C. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. We're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, but please stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Join the Funtime Theater this fall as we make the history of the Comstock come alive with Voices from the Past, a walking tour of the Silver Terrace Cemetery in Virginia City. Each year, 12 actors portray past presidents of the Comstock, sharing their life and death in the Old West. Shows are Saturday and Sundays, September 28th through October 13th at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. daily. Visit FuntimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each adult admission. That's FuntimeTheater.com, promo code RADIO. This is Clarence Collins, producer of Keith Gallagher Jr.'s music and a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tune in every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. to hear Keith's music on the Music Path Show. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show, but there's one problem that's just got me stumped. 
childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon Oran with Coffee with Sharon. Remember, every Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., come join me and my guest. Who will it be? Surprise! Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. I'll be here. Will you? This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We're back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. Thank you for being with us today. We're now in the fourth quarter of our show. And as promised, we're going to be talking a little bit about vitamin C. Of course, there are many vitamins you could be taking. If you have any question about what you are taking and you would like to get some free advice, you can always email me, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel, royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. Or feel free to call us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, a sponsor of our show at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. As I mentioned earlier in the show, one of the labs we like to use is SpectraCell. Now, there are other labs that can check for nutritional efficiencies. It's a little, they could be a little more problematic because they may want not just your blood, they may want your urine and they may want some other tissue uh, to make their analysis. I'm thinking particularly of Genova Diagnostics. They have a nutritional analysis that is available. I happen to like SpectraCell because it's fairly comprehensive. It looks at vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and antioxidants. Whereas to the local lab, what can you learn? Virtually nothing. All you can find out is if you are low in iron and ferritin, which is a bioavailable form of iron, but you can't really determine if somebody is nutritionally deplete by looking at what's floating around the plasma. You have to analyze what's going on at the cellular level. So if you are interested in having that test, please contact us. I had a patient here this morning. We did her test last week, as I mentioned. Earlier, it takes about three weeks to get those results, but it can be very helpful, and we can make some adjustments in what the patients need to be supplementing. In fact, we did a study some years ago where we found that if a patient took a certain adaptogen or complex of adaptogens, it seemed to help correct all their nutrition deficiencies, which was interesting in and of itself because what we were doing prior to that time was providing the patients with the supplements they were found to be deficient in, when we retested, they were no longer deficient in those particular nutrients, but they might have some new deficiencies. So the underlying impetus that had led to their nutrition deficiency was not corrected. We believe that the body will steal from other sources if it's not making enough antioxidants. Your body needs to be making adequate antioxidants to deal with all of the free radicals that it's been exposed to on a daily basis from food water, air. If it doesn't, guess what? It's going to steal it from whatever source is most readily available and create nutritional deficiencies. It may not have anything to do whatsoever with your diet. It may have more to do with the fact that you're living in a polluted world and you need to be taking action. You need to be proactive and investing your health every day and even detoxing. If you have questions on what to do that, what to do about it or how to do it, feel free to contact me, as I mentioned earlier. Well, vitamin C is 
something that we need to be taking or getting in some form because it's essential for life. Without vitamin C, as you know, you will have health problems. What is vitamin C really good for? Well, and by the way, it's best taken in conjunction with the bioflavonoid. That's why you often see vitamin C manufactured with something as simple as rose hips. That's a bioflavonoid. Now, there are thousands of bioflavonoids, some perhaps a little better than others, but the point is that they're synergistic. When you're taking them, they both help to maintain your collagen in significant ways. 25% of all protein in the body is collagen. Collagen is the main component of soft tissue, like your skin, but also cartilage, ligaments, tendons, bone and teeth. It's present in the cornea lens of your eye. Vitamin C and bioflavonoids can affect all of those tissues. Collagen is responsible for skin strength and for strengthening and maintaining blood vessels. Often I have patients who are concerned, their skin is thin, their vessels are breaking. What is the remedy for that? Well, increased collagen, of course. And how do you do that? Supplementing with vitamin C and bioflavonoids. Vitamin C is essential for maintaining collagen's elasticity. The bioflavonoids help reduce the weakening of collagen-destroying enzymes brought on by free radical damage, something I mentioned that I believe is the underlying cause for nutritional deficiencies that we see in just about every single patient that we check. Every once in a while, we'll see a patient that has no nutritional deficiencies. That person is a walking miracle. That's very rare, but that's someone who is proactive in taking supplements to help perhaps neutralize the free radicals that they're exposed to. Now, the bioflavonoid that we use with our vitamin C also helps to suppress viruses and pathogenic bacteria. This is according to lab studies. There's a lot of misinformation about vitamin C and bioflavonoids. In fact, it would fill an encyclopedia. And so perhaps we can set the record a little bit straight by reviewing the history of vitamin C and bioflavonoids. Today, there was a famed Nobel laureate, Albert Schent Georgi. He's called the father of biochemistry because he invented methods for detecting biological pathways of the human cell energy cycle and metabolism. Today's biochemists know that the human body cannot synthesize vitamin C, which is why it's essential for life. And when vitamin C is missing from the diet, the connective tissues of the body fall apart. Mucous membranes hemorrhage, so you get bleeding gums. Cell membranes lose their permeability and integrity. The gums swell and bleed. The body loses strength and energy in a whole cell fashion due to anemia. Loss of oxygen in your blood due to loss of iron. The lower leg muscles grow hard and weak. And people die a horrible death due to these classic symptoms of scurvy. In 1928, during the early years of biochemistry, researchers worked hard to discover just exactly what the particular anti-scorbutic, anti-scurvy nutrient was. Shinkorji isolated a substance from adrenal tissue, citrus, and cabbage that he called hexuronic acid. Four years later, some researchers at the University of Pittsburgh isolated the same substance from citrus juice and called it vitamin C. Since it appeared to be the anti-scorbutic substance, it was called ascorbic acid. As often happens in ongoing research, Shint George Georgi serendipitously also discovered certain plant chemicals that appeared to be cofactors for vitamin C activity. These plant chemicals are generally known as bioflavonoids. When a flavonoid is assimilable into the human metabolism, it may be called a bioflavonoid. What's in a name? Everything and anything. And this becomes quite a colorful story because basic spectral colors, yellow, blue, and red, is where the names for our subject plant chemicals are derived. And it's also the source of tremendous confusion and error. Shint Georgi's early work suggested citrin, a bioflavonoid found in lemon rind, lemons, was the vital cofactor that made vitamin C complete. Today, this partially correct belief has grown into a food factor supplement field with immense nutritional and commercial significance. Vitamin C with bioflavonoids has been hailed as the holy grail by health advocates for 50 years. As I told you earlier in the program, even I was taking vitamin C when I was a teenager. My father made his conversion to holistic medicine during that period of time. 
And we were taking all kinds of things, including brewer's yeast for a source of vitamin B, but also powdered vitamin C, as much as 10,000 grams, just like our idol, Dr. Linus Pauling. During the same period of time, these past 50 years, vitamin C and bioflavonoids have been constantly downgraded as worthless by medical experts who cited various research studies to, to support their disdain. Remember, if you don't get vitamin C, it is essential for life, bad things happen. And we talked about all the symptoms associated with scurvy. Were all those people who swore that vitamin C supplements helped them merely fooled by a beneficial placebo effect? Or, on the other hand, were all the studies so biased and flawed that they led to a little more than controversy? For example, in the modern edition of Dorland's Illustrated Medical Dictionary, we find this definition. Bioflavonoid, any of the bioflavonoids with biological activity in mammals, despite being reported to decrease capillary fragility, have not been shown to be essential or to have medical or nutritional value. This was published back in 1994. We just told you that bioflavonoids are a key cofactor in helping vitamin C to do its work, which is what? Help you make collagen, which is an essential component of many of your body tissues, which, as we said, are in the skin, cartilage, ligaments, tendons, teeth, and even bones and eyes. So it is very important. The story of how Shintgorgi first happened upon the important biological function of bioflavonoids has been repeated often. The story is actually the root cause for why many nutritional scientists are convinced that vitamin C must be accompanied by synergistic bioflavonoids because they say ascorbic acid alone is not as effective. This happens to be part true, but unproved and unexplained until recently. We're going to continue this discussion next week, but I love that term synergy. We find that synergy is a key to our success in treating patients in my practice. We don't depend on any one thing, much less a drug, to get things done for our patients. That's because we're not treating a symptom. That would be easy. Take a drug and perhaps a symptom will go away, although it may cause many other problems. We call them side effects. Our goal is to help you achieve health optimization, to be proactive so that you can have everything you need to live a full, functional, healthy life for as long as you wish or God is willing that you remain on this planet. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Thank you for being with us. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. We'll be back again next week with another segment of our show.